Welcome to the NPS MedicineWise podcast, helping health professionals stay up to date with the latest news and evidence about medicines and medical tests. Yeah, hi, I'm Steve Morris, CEO of NPS MedicineWise, and welcome to another podcast. In our recent podcast, we've been looking at the impact of COVID-19 on chronic disease. And in the last episode, we talked about diabetes. And today, I'm pleased to be speaking to Professor Dorothy Keefe, who's CEO of Cancer Australia. Hello, Dorothy. Hello, Steve. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for coming on. Um, Look, a couple of weeks ago, um, the Continuity of Care Collaboration, an organisation made up of 30 peak medical bodies, industry groups and healthcare organisations, released some data on the most common reasons that people have avoided seeing their doctor. Um, And the group looked at pathology statistics and found that in April, diabetes testing rates fell by 54%, for example, um, from the month before the COVID-19 pandemic. But moving on to, to, to cancer issues, that cervical cancer screening rates were down by 67% and for prostate cancer fell by 56% and other cancer-related tests dropped by as much as 60%. So just interested on your thoughts on, on those statistics, Dorothy, and whether they match with, with the, the feedback that you're aware of. Yes, thanks, Steve. So actually, uh, last week, we published an analysis of the Medicare benefit schedule data for cancer-related tests, both uh, diagnostic and therapeutic procedures, from March to June. And we looked at three big volume cancers, breast cancer, colorectal cancer, and skin cancers. And we found that there was a significant drop in the therapeutic um, interventions and diagnostic tests for all of those three cancers in April with some return in May and June and a slightly different pattern with each. So they dropped between 20 and 55% and the skin and breast ones came up quite quickly, but colorectal cancer stayed down for longer. So I think this all fits together with what you were saying, that there has been a reduction in diagnosis and treatment of cancer over the acute phase of the pandemic. The, the consequences are likely to be of, of that, I suppose, um, fall in screening um, over the coming months and years, Dorothy? Well, Steve, I, I should clarify that we didn't look at screening. Um, okay. And I believe that the um, the AIHW is going to publish some analysis of the screening actual screening rates from Australia in about a month's time. Uh, What we looked at was the um, MBS data. So it was the quickest way we could get hold of data that showed what had actually happened, to be fair. And it showed that there'd been a reduction in diagnostic tests outside of the screening programs and then treatments. So all of this together is showing that, not surprisingly, there has been a reduction in cancer diagnosis and therapy during the early phases of the pandemic. But I think I should be clear and say that, you know, that's probably acceptable in the short term because we did have a global pandemic and we did have to make very sure that the hospital system and the health system more generally could cope with the threatened waves of the pandemic. But we're now in a different phase and we have to be looking at what we do going forward to make sure that this doesn't continue. Okay, so, so so what you're saying in reality is that although um, some of the statistics are concerning, it really is, I suppose, in the light of the um, the challenge that we've all been facing, it's not something that should have a long-term effect so long as we take action in the near future. 
That's exactly right. So what we're going to do next is we're going to look at the data from July and August where we would expect to see a difference in Victoria because of their second wave compared with the other states. And we're also encouraging people to go to the doctor whenever they have any problems. So we've got a few um, little campaigns running. I don't know if you've come across them. We've got a Cancer Won't Wait campaign where we say to people, you know, if you have a symptom that worries you and that could be associated with cancer, you know, bleeding from somewhere, a new lump somewhere, go and get it seen too. And we've also just published a an interactive body map on our website, canceraustralia.gov.au, where you can press on any bit of the body where you might have a symptom and see what symptoms in that area might be associated with cancer. So we're saying to people, have a look, check it out. Don't be afraid of going to the doctor. It's perfectly safe. Get yourself seen too. And is that available now, Dorothy? Yes, it's on our website as we speak. You just want to give the website again just so people... Yeah. Uh... Of course, Steve. It's canceraustralia.gov.au. Uh, and it also has a whole suite of resources about COVID-19, which I can talk to you about if you're interested. Yeah, please, please. Let's know about that. Okay. So what we what we did at the start of the pandemic is we looked at the things that Cancer Australia as the lead agency for cancer could do that would be useful and that other people wouldn't be doing. So the first thing we did was we opened a page where we curate all of the publications that are coming out around the world in English on cancer and COVID-19. So if you're a researcher or a clinician and you want to know what's been published, it's all there on that same website, canceraustralia.gov.au. The second thing we did was look at the whole cancer journey and how you should treat cancer during a pandemic, depending on what phase of the pandemic you were in and what severity of the pandemic you were in. So if you if you were going to be on a curve like Europe or the US, you would need to be protecting your ICUs and protecting your health system and making sure that people weren't catching COVID-19 from going out. So you might have to make some changes to your system. Whereas if you're on a very flattened curve, you wouldn't have to make so many changes. And in the recovery phase, then what would you do as well? So we looked at every stage from uh, screening and early diagnosis right through to end-of-life care and said, what would you do in, in this aspect of cancer treatment, depending on which curve you were on? And that's quite a useful way to look at what we should be doing now and showing us that we should be treating cancer the same as normal now. We shouldn't be putting people off from having any tests or delaying treatments. We should be getting on with it because you've got to balance, as you know, the outcomes from your cancer and your outcomes from COVID-19. The next piece of work that we've done, apart from the data analysis, is a recovery piece where we've got a whole um, group of experts from around the country to sit down and say, what are the things that have changed in cancer management over the last six months and which of those should stay or go in the future? So they are things like telehealth. Telehealth is marvellous. Telehealth has enabled us to help people across the country. But 98% of telehealth is phone only, and that's not such a good thing we probably need to increase the amount of video telehealth that's done. Again, hypofractionation of radiotherapy, smaller number of doses of a higher fraction, just as effective. That would be wonderful for patients going forward to make sure they didn't have to come to the treatment centres so often. So there's a whole raft of different changes that have occurred that we need to analyse and think about. You know, th thanks for that, that overview, Dorothy. And just in terms of, obviously, other healthcare professionals, what advice 
would you be giving to them to again you know encourage patients to keep their appointments and um, go go to see their doctor if they're concerned about anything yeah i think steve i think it's really important that that we all it's a risk benefit analysis you you've got to look after the health of the population during the acute phases of the pandemic absolutely and you have to do the the face mask the hand washing the social distancing depending on how much community spread there is but when you're in a phase like this you've really got to be careful that you don't make some other conditions worse and as you say the chronic conditions like diabetes and cancer mental health issues they all need to be looked after so we really what we're saying is if you're not feeling right if you've got a symptom that is new or progressing or unusual you need to have it seen to. And I do know that sometimes it can be a bit off-putting when you go online to make your GP appointment or you ring up and they give you a telephone appointment. And I think sometimes we need to have a little bit of permission to say, no, I need a face-to-face appointment because I'm worried about something that needs examining. And that's the purpose of our Cancer Won't Wait campaign and our interactive body map, to give people a bit of a boost to their self-confidence to be able to say, you know, yes, I want to do this. And of course, the risk of catching COVID-19 in Australia is actually very low. And if, we, if we're all careful, it's perfectly safe to go to the doctor. Yeah. Is there any, any final last comments you'd like to, like to make, Dorothy, for our listeners? I think I think we we need to be careful that we all look after ourselves all our, you know our professional selves in this pandemic because I'm afraid it's not going away very quickly and we're entering into a more chronic phase where everyone's just a little bit more stressed because everything is just a little bit more difficult to do and so I think it's really important that health professionals uh, look after themselves so that they can look after their patients. And I'm talking here about, you know, not working 16 hours a day and not working weekends every weekend and actually taking holiday. I know it sounds a little, I sound like a mother really, don't I? But it is about <laughs> looking after yourself so that you can look after other people. Yeah. And we've repeated those messages in, in other podcasts. And it's really important that um, health professionals look after themselves and each other as well as their patients. Exactly. So thank you for your time, Dorothy. Much appreciated. Always a pleasure, Steve. Okay, and thank you, listeners. For more information about the safe and wise use of medicines, visit the NPS MedicineWise website at nps.org.au.